Well, welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody. It is Monday, January 11, 2021, and it is deja vu all over again. Because just one year ago, House Democrats impeached President Trump, and now today, guess what? They're officially back at it again, and here's the proof. There it is. One article of impeachment introduced today in the House of Representatives. What is the charge? Incitement of insurrection. Bottom line, Democrats say this. Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States. So with just nine days left in his presidency, clearly Democrats think the best way to heal the country and bring us together is to start a second round of impeachment proceedings. They also want to get the vice president to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove the president from office. Of course, I'd love to check in on Twitter and see what the president is saying about all of this, but alas, I can't uh, because his Twitter account is gone. The Twitter purge well underway. Just ask other prominent conservatives. I mean, folks, what in the world's going on? We're trying to get some answers on the big show today. And folks, what is happening to our country? Free speech being restricted before our very eyes. Trump supporters are either being blacklisted or ostracized for having any role in defending this president the last four years. So what's coming next? Persecution in the workplace, possibly? In the courts? In social media? We're seeing that already. In your relationships? Bottom line is this, today in America, if you say you support President Trump, then you're public enemy number one. Big tech thinks that, the Democratic Party thinks that, and yes, even some of your family and friends think it as well. And it's all in an effort to silence you, and it's where we are right now in America. I want to bring in our first guest, our good friend and host of the Dirt Show podcast, esteemed lawyer Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Alan, great to see you again, sir. Well, thank you so much. Not only are you being threatened with the cancellation in the social media, just today, 5,000 law students and professors, Harvard Law School, Yale Law School, called for the ultimate cancellation of Senators Tom Cruise and and Senator Hawley uh, for the crime, the terrible crime of standing up in the Senate and asking for the creation of a commission or rejection of the votes. Look, I disagreed with what they said on the floor of the Senate, but the idea that 5,000 law students and professors wanted to spar them because they disagree with what they said just returns McCarthyism in a new form as I experienced it when I was a young man uh, 60 years ago. And it's very, very frightening how many people are prepared to undo our Constitution in the interest of preventing Trump from spending his last five, six, seven days in office. So before we get, I was going to get to impeachment, but before we even get to that, because you brought up all of this, are you suggesting as it relates to what's happening on social media and what's happening to the president on Twitter and a lot of other things about Cruz and Hawley, are you suggesting McCarthyism is alive and well again? It's not only alive and well, it's better than ever. It's stronger than ever. Because when I was a young man, we fought McCarthyism. There were two sides to the issue. President Eisenhower stood up against it. The dean of the Harvard Law School stood up against it. Today, nobody is standing up against this form of McCarthyism because they're afraid. If you look, I'm a liberal Democrat. I don't support all of President Trump's policies. I support some and not others, as I do with any president. But I am now tagged as somebody who is uh, pro-Trump, and therefore I can't uh, do this or that. I'm being canceled. Uh, It's so scary. I can fight back, obviously, but. Uh, young law students are terrified if they say anything in class or out of class, which suggests that they support President Trump's rights under the Constitution. 
they risk not having recommendations. They risk Mm -hmm. being canceled, risk being socially ostracized. They risk being regarded as pariahs by their own professors. And there's no debate going on on campus. Uh, It's a one sided uh, propaganda mill. And and it's very frightening because these are our future leaders. Yeah, Alan, I do want to get to the president and uh, what the Democrats are trying to do yet again, second time, uh, in essence, in two in, in almost about a year. I mean, we had this situation last year. Uh, yeah. what, what is your reaction, what Democrats are doing here on impeachment? What's your view? A, it's unconstitutional. It violates several provisions of the Constitution. Number one, it's not a high crime and misdemeanor. Number two, it's protected by the Constitution and by the debate and speech clause and by our general traditions of uh, free and open dialogue in the marketplace of ideas. The article of impeachment basically suggests you can impeach a president for a speech that virtually everybody, every constitutional scholar acknowledges, is protected by the Constitution. The Brandenburg case is the leading Supreme Court decision, and it says a president or anybody else may advocate violence. You can incite it, but you can advocate it. And what he did was advocating simply going to the Capitol you know how many people have stood where he stood and advocated marching on the Capitol? Uh, union leaders, civil rights leaders, to, to turn it from good to bad, members of the Ku Klux Klan, members of the Nazi Party, communists, suffragettes. Uh, that's a standard uh, tactic. You get up and you say, go to the Capitol, protest, show how strong we are, show that we're not willing to back down. It's right in the Constitution. That's the right. right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That's what he urged people to do. They got out of hand. They committed crimes. They should be prosecuted. But the speaker should not be prosecuted. Well, and the, the media is doing such a disservice here because they're suggesting, not even suggesting, they're actually saying in many of their articles that the president planned this march. He didn't plan the march. I mean, this was done by Women for America First and some other groups, and they were already planning a march to the Capitol. And then the president actually said, march there peacefully. So how in the world is he being incited for insurrection uh, when he's telling them to march peacefully to the Capitol? Of course, and you know, I'm getting calls from my friends in Israel who are outraged when people use the term terrorism to describe what went on in the Capitol. They say, come to Israel, we'll tell you what terrorism is. Terrorism is going to a high school and murdering 32 students. Terrorism is blowing up an airplane. Terrorism is cutting the throat of people you disagree with. We know terrorism when we see it. This was a riot. This was violence. This was a bad thing. This should be punished. It wasn't terrorism. It wasn't sedition. It wasn't a revolution. It wasn't any of those things. Don't elevate it to more than it was. And don't diminish the force of words like terrorism and insurrection and revolution and treason. None of those things were involved here. This was a riot. We've had many riots. This is the first time we had a riot that took over the Capitol. It was a terrible, terrible thing. And it will be punished to the limits of the law. But let's not then eliminate the First Amendment, as some have been trying to do. Alan, you were part of the process, the legal team, uh, the first time around in impeachment. What about this time around? What's 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 going to happen with with your involvement, if any? Well, my role is to defend the Constitution and the court of public opinion. I don't think there'll ever be a trial. I think that any attempt to impeach the president without putting him on trial would be unconstitutional. Impeachment requires a trial. You can't indict somebody and then refuse to give him a trial. That's what's happening here. And so there won't be a trial. There won't be rule for a lo- room for a lawyer. Um, the House will impeach without even hearing evidence on the other side. And then the Senate will not be able to have a trial because the schedule would permit a trial to begin literally one hour after President Trump becomes Mr. Trump. And under the Constitution, you can't impeach or remove somebody who is not in office. 
the impeachment power of the Senate extends only to sitting office holders. It doesn't apply to you or me. You know, if you literally take the argument that some Democrats are taking, saying, well, the purpose of impeachment is to prevent him from running again, then they can impeach you and impeach me because we're eligible to run for president. And who knows, maybe you will run for president in four years. So to prevent that from happening, you should now be impeached, pulled in front of the Senate and put on trial. The Constitution doesn't permit that nor does it permit it for a former president. So ju just so I understand, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be taking part in a trial because you don't believe there will be a trial. I don't think there will be a trial. So I think it's a moot question. I think that the defense has to occur in the marketplace of ideas, and I will continue to defend uh, the Constitution on shows like yours and others that allow me to the defense. Most of the media won't even allow an alternative point of view to be presented. Yeah. Alan, what do you make of what they're doing with the 25th Amendment? Explain to our viewers exactly when the 25th Amendment should be invoked and whether or not this is one of those cases. It's not even close. The 25th Amendment should get invoked when a president like Wilson had a stroke and was incommunicado, when a president like Reagan was shot and was in the hospital, even when a president like Bush had a colonoscopy and had to be unconscious for an hour or two hours. But that's what it's intended to do. If you're incapacitated, the president is not capacitated. He's giving pardons. He's working on the Middle East peace process. Uh, he's doing his job as president. Um, and that's why Vice President Pence was absolutely correct in refusing to invoke the 25th Amendment. He was also correct in refusing to play a larger role than being the president of the Senate during the counting of the electoral vote. So Vice President Pence actually emerges as, as quite a, a principled person in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I want to uh, switch gears or at least go back to that first gear you were talking about regarding uh, social media and what's been going on in this McCarthyism that we're seeing. Uh, uh, talk to us about this Hayes versus the United States, uh, this case back from 1957. I mean, that that was a case in essence where uh, they were saying, and I can just read it here, but uh, it held that the First Amendment protected radical and reactionary speech unless it posed a clear and present danger. So you're that's, even liberals are arguing that. Go ahead. No, no, even that's been overruled. The Supreme Court has now made it even tougher than the clear and present danger test. In the Brandenburg case, which was 10 years or 12 years after that, they explicitly said that doesn't protect the Constitution enough. All advocacy, you can advocate going back to a monarchy. You can advocate going back to segregation and slavery. You can advocate anything you want. You just can't incite. And incitement means a direct call for action now. <laughs> Go break down the walls of the Capitol, attack senators, attack congressmen. If the president had said that and let a crowd into the House of Representatives of the Senate, that would be incitement. But making a speech advocating using your power, using your strength, the uh, trial by combat, any of those phrases are all protected by the Constitution. Alan Dershowitz, always a pleasure show. You are the host of the Dersh Show podcast. I know you enjoy doing that. So I, I thank Love you. It. Love yeah. it. And, you know, you know, I'm fighting back against social media. We're now on Rumble because Rumble doesn't uh, censor. And so I support Rumble. Wonderful. Alan Dershowitz, thanks. Really appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. Always a pleasure. All right. Well, you heard it from Alan Dershowitz. What the Democrats are doing is unconstitutional. They have no case here. Forget an article of impeachment. Forget articles of impeachment. They've got nothing here on the president. Sounds like politics to me. Am I going to be censored? Back in a moment. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Uh, article of impeachment. Not articles, not plural. They got one. Democrats have one. Let's put it up. Article of impeachment introduced in the House uh, today. And I'll read it for you because I like to read. Uh, incitement of insurrection. It says Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States. It goes on to say this. He also willfully made statements that, in context, encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol, such as, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. And then they go on to say this in the article of impeachment. In all of this, President Trump gravely endangered the security of the United States and its institutions of government. He threatened the integrity of the democratic system, interfered with the peaceful transition of power, and and imperiled a co-equal branch of government. Uh, He's responsible for global warming. No, it doesn't say that in there. Sorry. He thereby betrayed his trust as president to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. That, according to the Democrats... And now we find out what happens next. Uh, let's bring in Chris Haynes, the associate professor or an, an associate professor of political science, uh, New Haven, uh, University of New Haven. Hey, uh, Chris, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Good afternoon, David. Hey, good afternoon to you. We had Alan Dershowitz on earlier in the show who said the whole thing is unconstitutional. Um, I, I'm curious to get your take on what this article uh, that, you're, that I just read there, uh, article of impeachment, what, what's your take on, on what Democrats are doing here? You know, uh, I think I think the important thing is that Democrats are trying to not only remove necessarily the president, but remove the chance eventually that he cannot run for president or hold elected office or appointed office ever again. Um, you know, the, the impeachment process is interesting. You need a two, uh, you know, majority vote in the House, a two thirds vote in the Senate, and then a follow up vote that is a majority vote uh, in the Senate to remove the possibility that he can, or she can run again or be appointed again. And I think that's the most important part. Uh, linked to that is the idea that, um, you know, no one is above the law in that sense, according to the Democrats. They want to make sure that they uphold uh, that principle and hold uh, anyone who does anything untowards or illegal in office accountable um, for sake of precedence. You know, Chris, I think you make a really good point because, you know, they, they are looking ahead to 2024, saying to themselves, this is the last thing we want is this president, uh, you know, and MAGA Nation all back again uh, in, in a situation where the president could be president again. And I, I think you're right. What about the 25th Amendment? Uh, it doesn't seem like Mike Pence is going for that uh, at all. Yeah, you know, it really doesn't seem like he wants to go down that road. Um, I, I think he's really caught uh, in, a, in a really tight spot here. Um, the 20th and 5th Amendment is a little bit of a higher bar. You know, you need the vice president to get half of the cabinet, majority of the cabinet to go along with it. It then goes to the president and the president can declare himself, quote unquote, fit. If that happens, then the vice president and the cabinet has have four days to again declare the president unfit 
And if they so do that, then that will go to the House and the Senate, and they need to acquire a two-thirds vote in both the House and the Senate. So it's a little bit more than you would need in an impeachment and a removal for the president. And uh, I just don't see the political will, nor the fact that I don't think uh, Pence really wants to get involved with this larger question. So. Yeah. What are we talking about in terms of historical precedent here? I mean, this is the second time. <laughs> I mean, I can't even believe I'm saying this. The second time a president uh, could be, and let's be honest, it seems like he's going to be impeached. And, and I mean, I can't imagine. Do you think that's going to end up happening? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, well, one thing we know about our elected officials, especially those in the House and the Senate, um, if it involves someone else, they kind of get motivated to do stuff. But when it involves them and their well-being, um, it's, it's very likely that they're going to act. And I see impeachment as a near... Uh, perfect chance of actually happening. Um, whether or not it happens in the Senate, whether or not the Senate actually goes along and convicts him is a is a really interesting question. Now, I mean, you point out the fact that Democrats, you know, there is definitely incentive for Democrats to try to take MAGA nation and take Trump out of the out of the equation. But there are a number of Republican senators, presidential hopefuls, that would probably rather see President Trump and his, you know. Um, you know, his following kind of exit stage left as well. And that could include people like, you know, Ben Sass, um, Tom Cotton, and other Republicans that maybe want to take their party back in some way. And so it's a really interesting question. I don't think the, the door is necessarily shut on Republican senators actually voting to, number one, convict. And this might actually be after Biden takes over, but also have that follow-up vote and a majority vote to take him out of the equation and make sure that he can't run again. Uh, you've covered, obviously, uh, your, your associate professor of political science, your, your student of history on all of this. I mean, is this something that you're, you're shocked to have even seen in your, in your lifetime, let alone in the annals of history? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was there just for window dressing in terms of <laughs> these provisions. I just didn't think a president would do that. None of us, I think, before Trump came on the scene, thought this was even possible uh, from an American president to have you know him say all these things and do all these things. But after the last impeachment and a lot of the uh, evidence that came out from the Mueller investigation, you know I'm not surprised now. You know, if anyone's surprised now, their head's been under uh, in the sand and under a rock for a long time. Yeah. Uh, any sense? I mean, you're not a legal guy, but I mean, what about the politics of this? Uh, because impeachment, in essence, isn't really so much a legal proceeding as is a, really more like a political one. So it just seems to me like I just wonder if Democrats are could potentially be shooting themselves in the foot overall with the American public by, you know, they want they want to they're talking about unity and to, uh, cohesiveness. And then you try to impeach a pe president just eight days, nine days before he's going to leave office. I'm not sure if that works for uh, unity in the country. Yeah, there are a number of political angles that we need to think about here that, that affects Democrats. Number one, uh, I'll point out the fact that it's Joe Biden really is the main proponent of unity and trying to bring the American people together. Um, not necessarily the, the Senate Democrats and the House Democrats, right? That, that hasn't been their kind of mantra necessarily. So I, I point that out. That said, the ability of uh, President-elect Joe Biden to actually get his agenda, get his cabinet approved and confirmed, um, that's going to be made difficult, right, with uh, an impeachment trial and a Senate trial that, that are taking headlines. Uh, Trump's going to be in the news, et cetera. That's not necessarily going to be an easy kind of environment for uh, Republicans and Democrats to really work together. It's going to be really tricky kind of sledding for the Biden administration to make sure that they really yeah. don't 
into these uh, to these political kind of thickets here. Well, Chris Haynes, really appreciate you joining uh, us for, uh, there from the University of New Haven. Really appreciate your time, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave. All right. Chris Haynes uh, on the show with us. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get right into social media and everything that's been going on over the weekend. And let's be honest, it's going to go even further. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they're banning conservatives. They're deplatforming a lot of folks. We're going to talk to Jeff Brain from CloudHub next. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Hey, let's take a look at Donald Trump's uh, Twitter account, shall we? I mean, we uh, tell you what, we're monitoring that all day long. Account suspended at real Donald Trump. That's a nice uh, profile pic of Donald Trump. Uh, with a pretty much a blank slate. Uh, I tell you what, it, it's out of control, as we've talked about uh, all show. But let's, uh, let's dive deep a little bit into some uh, more than alternatives, some real serious alternatives out there like CloudHub. And we've had the, uh, the CEO before on, Jeff Brain, which we're about to bring up in a moment or bring to you, him to you in a moment. Hello. But I want to read you a little bit about what CloudHub uh, is all about. Uh, and I'll read it to you. Uh, CloudHub is a next-gen social network to positively share and collaborate on today's trending topics and challenges. We are on a mission to help change the world for the better by giving everyone a platform to influence the issues that matter most to each of you. CloudHub is an unbiased, hello, can we put that in all caps? I'm going to make a suggestion for a change on that. Put it in all caps. Unbiased, nonpartisan platform where everyone is welcome and safe to express diverse opinions. Hey, Twitter, you might want to read that. Uh, let's bring in uh, Jeff Brain right now, the founder of CloudHub. Uh, Jeff, great to have you back on the show, sir. It's good to be here. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, tell us about your traffic, first of all, uh, after what's been going on with social media and Twitter and Facebook and all the controversy there, the big tech censorship. What has CloudHub seen in terms of activity? Well, certainly we've seen an increase in traffic. Uh, people are fed up, and not only just conservatives, people on the uh, left are also fed up, I mean, uh, with the censorship that they're seeing. It's, it's, it's draconian, right? Yeah. Um, the level. I mean, I saw today that uh, The Verge is being deplatformed. Uh, but we saw, of course, Parler being deplatformed. Even though it was a competitor, we think they have a right to to be there. And and you know, so our traffic has been uh, substantial, uh, and people are looking for a platform where they can speak their mind, and uh, CloudHub allows that from both sides. Like you said, we're not, you know, a right uh, Twitter. We're we're a platform for everybody. Right. So, Jeff, how do you go about avoiding uh, what, what parlors had to deal with, at least this week? They're kind of rebooting, retooling, whatever you want to call it. I mean, in other right. words, how, how do you kind of get around that? Because I'm assuming somehow, some way, big tech, whether it be Apple, Google, whoever you want, you know the players better than I do. They're, they're going to come, uh, you're going to be under a microscope big time. So how do you go about trying to avoid what parlors' fate has been, at least temporarily? Well, I think Parler got... Uh, pigeonholed as a as a red Twitter, uh, whether whether rightly or wrongly, um, CloudHub has a lot of different features. We have channels, we have groups. Uh, 
we have a discussion timeline, we have video sharing like YouTube, and our, our platform is much broader. Uh, we're not uh, uh, red Twitter, uh, although we, we have conservatives on our platform and we welcome them, but we also welcome those from the left to the platform. In fact, uh, as you were talking with before, uh, Brandon, Brandon has brought his group, which was taken down from Facebook to CloudHub. So the walkaway movement is now on CloudHub. But we also have other groups coming uh, that have nothing to do with politics. Uh, they, they have stuff to do with uh, business, uh, faith. We have a lot of faith on CloudHub. And we'll be building a faith hub where churches and synagogues and mosques uh, can, can work together and find common ground. Uh, and, and so there's a much broader uh, set of interests on CloudHub. Yeah. How do you strike the right balance between, uh, you know, allowing people uh, free expression, freedom of speech, and at the same time, not having it go uh, rogue to the point where, you know, what algorithms are put in place? Are, are there certain ways? How do you how do you do that from a technical standpoint? How do you monitor this stuff? Yeah, that's the biggest challenge of any platform is to monitor the behavior. So CloudHub is very transparent in our terms and conditions. We do not allow threats against individuals or property. We don't allow you to dox. We don't allow you, we don't do cancel culture. Um, and then we don't have uh, hate, allow hate speech. And so, you know, many of the existing platforms use that as a broadly defined, you know, reason to get rid of this person or that person. But in CloudHub, we actually list about a thousand terms that are derogatory racial slurs or graphic sexual terms, and we use AI. And so if somebody was to type a post that perhaps used the N-word, for instance, mm -hmm. and then they went to publish it, our AI would catch that and it would never land on our platform. They get a pop-up that says this is inappropriate for our platform and to edit it or delete it. And we do the same with images and videos. They're all looked at for um, porn, you know, to make sure we're not getting porn. We, we are a modern day town hall and you wouldn't do that in a town hall, in the physical, you know, with each other. And so it's not appropriate for uh, our platform at all. So we do monitor. We, we're very good at monitoring uh, the behavior. Uh, it, it's never fail safe. And we encourage our members to report stuff if they see something. But we do not tolerate threats of violence. We do not tolerate. Uh, and, and so where we draw the line, actually, is talk issues. You want to talk issues, you can talk about any issues and any side of issues. That's where we're getting in trouble with Twitter and Facebook. They're deciding what issues we can talk about. Right. right? And what side of the issues we can talk about. And that's wrong. So with CloudHub, we welcome everyone to bring their issues to talk about. But when you start to talk about personal behavior or, or, or attack a group, that's not acceptable to us. Right. So, so let me ask you real quick, and this is probably a question for Twitter, but I am curious from a technical standpoint. A lot of conservatives have lost followers, obviously, over the last few days. I mean, I lost about 5,000 followers. I know other people look right there. Dinesh D'Souza's lost 100,000. Mike Huckabee, 50,000. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates, 50,000. Cheryl Atkinson, 37,000. What's I, I'm trying to understand what's happening here. Is it so cut and dry? I mean, how, how does Twitter and, and, and you don't speak for Twitter, obviously, but how does a company go in and, and, and start deciding how to get people to, you know, the, the unfollow p other people? I don't under, even understand that. And, and I'm not so sure that uh, they are actually making them unfollow. I think what they're doing is deplatforming people. I, I had a conversation. I see actually with General Flynn on Friday, and he, he told me that he understood that on Friday, Twitter had deplatformed 4.5 million conservatives. So if you're deplatforming 4.5 million conservatives, then that's why your member, you know, your followers is going down.
Okay, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Jeff Brain, really appreciate your time. Love to get you back on. This is just growing and growing. We had uh, Alan Dershowitz at the top of the show saying what's happening uh, out there in social media. In essence, is McCarthyism run amok. Uh, and so I, I really hope you'll come back on. Be happy to. All right. Thank you. Je thank you, Jeff. Jeff Brain uh, with CloudHub. Once again, uh, CloudHub, uh, there's Parler, which will be up and running. And there's other outlets, uh, other uh, avenues too. And as Brandon Straka, uh, we're going to have him on in the next segment. Uh, he's actually been uh, taken off Facebook. So look, there, there's a lot of things going on here. And uh, this is the America, dot, 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 all bold caps, unfortunately, that we live in uh, today. What are conservatives going to do about it? It's a big question going forward. We're going to cover it right here. Back in a moment. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to The Water Cooler, everybody. Uh, you heard Alan Dershowitz at the top of the show talk about McCarthyism alive and well uh, and flourishing, unfortunately, here in America. And just ask conservatives on Twitter. Forget conservatives. Just, ju just ask. Look, if you are a Trump supporter on Twitter, be careful because they're coming after you. I shouldn't say they're coming after you. They're already after you. Uh, take a look at uh, our, some of our headlines here. Justthenews.com, a conservative hashtag walkaway group kicked off Facebook amid purge and moves to CloudHub. And then we have the um, actual founder of uh, Walkaway Campaign, uh, Brandon Straka, uh, talking about this on Facebook. He says, well, he said on Twitter, Facebook has removed the hashtag Walkaway Campaign and has banned me and every member of my team, three exclamation points, by the way, over half a million people on hashtag Walkaway with hundreds of thousands of testimonial videos and stories. It's all gone. Facebook has banned everything related to hashtag Walk away. So who in the world should we have on the show today? Well, of course, we have Brandon Straka, a founder of Hashtag Walk Away. Hey, uh, Brandon, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, the, the times we're living in, uh, I'll just leave it at that. You take it away. I, I can't even imagine what's 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 going through your mind about what's happening in America today. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something. I mean, and, and certainly we can get into the specifics of what happened to my group and yeah. my, my employees and my team. But um, I guess I want to first start off by saying, because I really feel like this is important, my take on this whole issue, I think, is very different than what I'm hearing from a lot of conservatives and a lot of conservative pundits and talking heads. I'll tell you something. I'm done with going out publicly and making statements about how unfair it is, the way we're being treated, about how unfair the double standards are, about how we're being oppressed by the left. We have put ourselves in this position. This is 100% our fault. Now, here's the good news. We now have the motivation and the opportunity to take complete control of what's going on right now. The left has had so much leverage. We have made ourselves completely reliant on them. And if you look at this in a more sort of microcosmic way, I mean, imagine if this were a relationship. This is an abusive relationship. We are in an absolutely abusive relationship with people who hate us. And we've made ourselves completely reliant for our communication on people who hate us. The time, frankly, the time was long ago, but now the time is absolutely today 
to create our own platforms, get these platforms working well, get them uh, a viable option for us and get the hell off of Twitter, get off of Facebook and take our power back. And that way we never again have to worry about upsetting the left or, oh, can we say this? Are we allowed to say that? Are we whatever? I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. After the incident that happened at the Capitol, and I'm certainly not condoning any violence. I'm not condoning anything you know terrible that happened. But the thing that struck me the most was when I went home that night, turned on my television, and all that I heard people saying on TV was, oh, how is the left going to react now? And oh, they're going to do this to us now, and they're going to do that to us now. They don't worry about that with us. They can do. They can go out. They can bust up cities. They can burn down buildings. They can. Uh, uh, they can kill people. They can destroy people's business. They don't sit around worrying about how we're going to react. They have all the power, and it's time for us to take it back. I think you're a hundred percent, a hundred million percent right. If that's even a figure, it is a figure, obviously. Uh, all right, Brandon, uh, for, tell tell us specifically what happened to you guys. I, I mentioned a little bit of it. It's Facebook. What, what's going on on? What about Twitter, Instagram? I mean, they're all like this whole big tech conglomerate here. Right. So the walkaway campaign began on Facebook in May of 2018. I created a group uh, encouraging people to, to make testimonial videos and written testimonials telling their stories about why they no longer could be a Democrat or no longer could be a liberal because so many people were feeling pushed away and, and still are. feel. And this is only going to help, by the way, uh, feeling pushed away from the oppressive left. And this group exploded. This movement exploded. And as of this past week, we had about five. 508,000 people just in that Facebook group. Now, of course, we're also on Twitter, YouTube, but really the heart and soul of Walkway began in that Facebook group, and we have hundreds of thousands of testimonials. Well, several days ago, um, we you know, I got a message from one of my employees saying uh, the group is down and I've been banned from Facebook. And uh, so I went on Facebook to try to see what was going on. And I discovered that I was banned from Facebook. Well, then almost instantaneously, I started receiving uh, phone calls and messages from all of my employees, all of my volunteers saying that they too had been banned from Facebook. So what they did was they took our group down with 508,000 people, hundreds of thousands of testimonials. They took it down and banned anybody, banned anybody who was associated with this group or my organization. Now I want to point out here, that includes contractors that I've hired. Uh, I have a videographer, Luke Livingston. I have a merch manager, Lindsay Delmonico. These people have clients other than just me. Walkaway is just one of their clients. They're banned now. They can't do business with their other clients just because they were a contractor who were associated with me. Yeah. So, I mean, this is absolute insanity. And by the way, we never got a reason as to why they took our group down. Brandon, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier, because I 100% agree with you that, you know, the new platforms need to be created and you have to, you know, for, let's forget the pending on the left and Twitter and the way, I mean, the, the, the game has been rigged a certain way. I get it. Uh, but then what happens about cocoons in this country? I mean, if, if all conservatives are going to one platform and all liberals are now going to be on Twitter and other platforms, I'm a little concerned about what that means for the for our country as we move forward and we try to be one nation under God. I mean, how in the world? I mean, we're, we're in a divided states of America and this probably is just gonna get worse, is it not? Well, I'm sorry, call me p pessimistic, but I don't believe that we are a United States anymore. I, agree. I don't think that we're, I agree. I don't think that we are one nation. And I think that, 
I, I don't I can't sit here today. I don't have the the key to what it what it is that's going to take to fix this. But I can tell you that from my end as a conservative and as a Trump supporter, and I think I speak on behalf of most Trump supporters, there will be no healing. There will be no unity without, first of all, apologies for calling us racists and bigots for four yeah. years, which yeah. is never going to happen without apologizing for the brutal and and uh, absolutely disgusting way that they've treated President Trump for four years, which is never going to happen. And without them stopping all of this nonsensical, uh, you know, identity politics, political correctness, all of these divisive, you know, calls for racism and bigotry, they're never going to stop these things. So I don't believe that we are going to have unity or healing or, or coming together anytime soon. And so I think that what we need to do is just have to be safe to be able to communicate, organize and do what we need to do to start winning elections again and move forward. Um, that I think needs to be our number one priority. I don't know how we come together again, yeah. but well, but we do need to be able to communicate. Brandon Straka, really a pleasure. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, 100% agree. If you had a mic, well, you do have a mic, you should drop it because I believe you just boom and you are out. Brandon Straka there moving into the brick wall behind you. Hey, Brandon, thanks so much. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, that was fantastic. Uh, I agree. Look, uh, and, he, and he makes a great point. Did you know, and I said this on Friday, did you know we're all enablers? Every single person that might have supported Trump in the past, you're an enabler, you're responsible. It's insane and incredible, and I'm glad we had Brandon uh, Straka to, to explain all of that today on the show. Back in a moment. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back uh, to the water cooler. <laughs> every, why am I, I'm already laughing because I know what's coming up in <laughs> the last sip. Uh, oh, let's just put it up. Why not? Uh, hey, uh, breaking news. Trump supporters banned from owning uh, pigeons in case they try to communicate with one another. Because, folks, uh, that's what it's come to, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, social media uh, blocking Trump supporters. So you've got to communicate. And there they are. Cue the pigeons. And if you listen, listen, just listen. Do you hear him? It's an impressive pigeon sound. Uh, listen, let me let me send one because look, I, keep the pigeon. I mean, the pigeons will continue to fly over me because trust me, it's better than just seeing my face. But I got to tell you that uh, when it comes to social media, if you if you're not on Twitter and you're not on Facebook and you, you're deciding to get rid of, yeah, you can go to Cloud Hub and go to uh, what's a, a parlor, uh, all that stuff. Uh, but but in case you want to go old fashioned, kind of go old school, if you will, you do this. Here, look, look, look. Get it, get it, get it, and, 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 and take it there. And they took it. And so that's what you do. You literally, uh, you literally have uh, notes that you can send. Let's do it again. Like, for example, if I want to send a note to, let's say, I don't know, someone on real, Gina Loudon, for example. Gina, here you go, Gina. Gina, grab it, Wait, hold on, and take it away. And there it goes. It's to West Palm Beach, uh, Florida, or wherever she's at. And this is how it looks like uh, certain Trump supporters are going to have to communicate through pit pigeons. Again, one more time on that. That's beautiful. 
Beautiful. Um, look, the bottom line is this. Uh, we're living in America where uh, we may have to fly pigeons. Uh, the, the, the conservative media, do you even take me serious, by the way, whether it's pigeons flying over my face, quite frankly? Uh, but conservative media is going to be ready for this? Pigeonholed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Conservative media is going to be pigeonholed uh, as these enabling Trump supporters, and you're going to your voice is going to be uh, restricted. Uh, so you've got to find other places, as Brandon Straka was telling us earlier. Now, what Brandon didn't tell us is that you can indeed uh, go to uh, these pigeons. And what should I write on this? I'm going to say, uh, dear. Uh, how about just SOS? SOS. There, I just wrote SOS. Grab that, grab that. No, I missed it. I missed that. Hold on for a second. Anyhow, so we're going to be doing this uh, in the break. If you ever want to and grab it, and grab it, grab it, grab it. Come on, grab it. I'll grab it. There. This is cheap television. We're fake news. We're censored. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Uh, time for the end of the show, which means I'm closer to my lunch break. Sophie Mann, uh, Sophie News. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what are you, whatever you whichever. are. Whichever. Uh, Sophie, it's good to see day. you. Good to see you. All right, so you're following the news because we don't, we don't really do much of that here. <laughs> but you do. I do. So the CIA director, Biden, has a new one. Yes, so right. this morning, Monday, uh, Biden is continuing to announce his cabinet picks and high-tier executive picks. He's announced mm-hmm. um, career diplomat William Burns is going to head his CIA department. Mm-hmm. Burns had a 33-year career with the State Department prior to this appointment. He actually retired in 2014 mm-hmm. from the State Department. Um, he was in the running this time around to run the State Department, uh, a role that was ultimately given to Anthony Blinken, but his, his you know, consolation prize in this case is CIA director. Um, you know, Burns has served with a number of administrations from Clinton and George Bush the first all the way through Obama. Uh, he has had a wide variety of sort of bipartisan connections and has never seemed to be particularly loyal to one type of administration or the next. But this is a pick that really, I think, emblemizes all of the differences between um, a Trump CIA and a Biden CIA, Mm -hmm. which is to say this is very much a guy who is part of the D.C. In crowd, he's part of you know the swamp, as they say. We don't, we don't, we're not leveling a value judgment against him just yet, anyhow. But um, but this is somebody who's been very deeply enmeshed in all things DC for his in literally his entire career, mm-hmm. um, and so he's going to head up the department, taking over from Gina Haspel, the first you know female star- director of the CIA, who will be. Uh, you know, shuffled out at the end of the Trump administration. Right. Um, and I think we'll, we're going to expect more picks as the week goes on. It, it's interesting because of everything that's going on this week. This is just not getting very much play. But, right. you know, it's going to end up being a really important part of the, you know, intelligence state, which is something that I think Biden has a very particular kind of D.C. philosophy about that clearly Burns shares, otherwise he wouldn't have picked him. Mm-hmm. But there are guys who I think Biden this morning when when introducing Burns spoke about how their um, philosophy on, you know, 
intelligence around the world is the same and their understanding of what U.S. foreign policy should look like is the same, which is, you know, interesting for those who agree with it and for those who are looking for a coherent sort of message about what this coming administration's policy agenda is going to look like. Well, that's interesting. Uh, once again, another, uh, if I can say the word, establishment pick. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, a, and that's what he's been doing. Very I mean, much as advertised. As advertised. I mean, we didn't expect anything, you know, I mean, if you're, you've been out of public service for a lot of years, great. <laughs> you're Biden's guy. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Sophie. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great Monday. You too. Okay. And into Tuesday, if I don't see you. Uh, tomorrow, the water cooler, uh, Nathan Gonzalez, Scott Rasmussen. See you tomorrow.